Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, welcome, everybody. Welcome to Cafe Church as well. It's a great pleasure and a privilege to be sharing with you today on part two of this sermon series, Looking at Courage. We're kicking off 2018, looking at how we can live lives of strength and courage. A great way to start the year, looking at two amazing examples in the Old Testament, two brave men, Caleb and Joshua. Last week, uh, Andrew shared with us on how we are called to have courage like Caleb. And uh, in that message, he shared a, a great definition of what courage is. And I'd like to begin my message today by reminding us of this wonderful definition. We can all say this out together as well. It should be on the screen. This is what courage is. Let's say this together. Three, two, one. Putting our confidence in God and stepping out in faith despite the fears and challenges of life. So what a great definition that is. And I think this is so important, you see, because um, courage is the perfect antidote, the perfect cure or remedy to the problems and challenges that we face in life caused by fear. Fear is somewhat widespread in our culture. You know, we as Brits, we fear lots of things. And I looked at, in preparation for today, an article of the 10 most unusual fears that we as Brits face. I wonder if you can relate to some of these. First one is nomophobia. That's the fear of being without mobile phone data coverage. Um, that's a 21st century problem right there, isn't it? Um, ombrophobia is the, the fear of rain. Now, I'm not sure you'd last very long in England if you had that. Um, pogonophobia, get this, is the fear of beards. Um, my wife, Chrissy, I think, said she had this when I attempted to grow one last year. Um, and last one, turophobia, is the fear of cheese. Um, and how can you fear cheese? Come on, I think that's just a way of saying you're vegan. But anyway, more seriously, though, there are fears that we can face in life that if we tolerate can actually prevent us from living the life that God intended us to live. Fears like the fear of failure, the fear of what other people think, the fear of embarrassment, the fear of loneliness, the fear of loss, the fear of the future, maybe the fear of death itself. But I want to encourage us today, why don't we say 2018 is the year that we're no longer going to tolerate fear. We are, as this title of the message suggests, we're going to take fear down in Jesus' name. We're not going to tolerate it no longer. Are you up for that? So I like to think of this short two-part series. It's kind of like a boxing match. Now imagine yourself, you, you are a boxer. You're in the ring and you've got your fists up kind of like this. Um, probably doesn't look like this because I've got zero experience of being in a fight. But anyway, you've got your fists up and your opponent is fear. And uh, last week, um, you know, if you were to name your fists, one is Caleb and one is Joshua. Last week with Caleb, we dealt fear a huge blow. And this week with Joshua, we're going to deliver a knockout punch. And as a result, fear in the name of Jesus is going to fall to the ground. How many of you want fear to fall to the ground in 2018 in your life? Come on. And this analogy keeps on getting better because the current British heavyweight boxing champion is, of course, a man called Anthony Joshua. And who better to preach on Joshua than, of course, me? It's a given, isn't it? Come on. If your name is the name of the Bible character being preached on, I think it's rude for Dave not to allow you to preach on it, isn't it? So anyway, it's great to be preaching on Joshua. Joshua is a fantastic example of what courage looks like. Joshua displays immense 
courage. And he's so relatable, not just because of the same name for me personally, but for all of us. Because he's somebody who encountered incredible fear, fear that sometimes we can experience in our own lives. Joshua, in his early years, as we heard last week, he didn't really display any hint of fear. He was a man full of courage. As, as we heard with Caleb, he spied out the promised land, came back with a courageous report. He was then appointed as a great leader among the Israelites because he displayed such courage and was then even chosen and commissioned to be Moses' successor after Moses, Moses had died and to lead the Israelites into the promised land. So, so far, so good for Joshua. But then things suddenly start to get real because Moses dies. And I want you to picture the scene here. Moses, Israel's greatest leader, has now gone. Joshua is thrust into leading the Israelites, approximately two million of them, camped on the edge of the promised land. They're looking at the promised land. It's beyond the Jordan River. They're looking over there. And Joshua is expected now to lead this group of fearful people. They're, they're, they're fearful. They're, they've been wandering in the desert. They've got no real military experience. And they're mourning over the, the death of Moses. The atmosphere isn't great. Joshua now is expected to lead them into the promised land to oversee a military conquest of miraculous proportions and in turn fulfill a century-old promise over them as a people. Suddenly it hits Joshua. Wow, this is something big. Fear can come in. Fear, I'm sure, he experienced in his life. Fear may be a failure. What if this doesn't work out? What if we lose the first battle and I fall flat on my face and it's just embarrassing? What if I don't fulfill the calling on my life? What are the Israelites thinking about me? Fear of loneliness maybe as well. Moses now has gone and now I'm on my own. Who's going to, to help me do this? And so Joshua here, I'm sure you'll agree, has every kind of right to feel somewhat fearful in this moment. But God then comes to him. In the first few verses of the book of Joshua, we see God speak or impart courage into Joshua's life. In nine verses, no less than three times, God repeats this phrase, be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. So then how can we, like Joshua, be strong and courageous? Well, if you think of last week with Caleb, we looked at what courage is. This week with Joshua, we're looking more so at where courage comes from. How can we practically live out strong and courageous lives today? So the first point is this. Courage comes from God's promises. Courage comes from God's promises. You know, as a generation, thanks to rapid tech uh, advancement, we are now a physically better connected people around the world than ever before. It's amazing, isn't it, that you can, uh, no matter where you are in the world, no matter what time it is, you can connect with another individual. And last year, it was somewhat of a milestone moment for tech statistics, as it was confirmed that now over half of the world's population use a smartphone. That's incredible, isn't it? Despite, though, these uh, better physical connections, research suggests and shows that actually as a generation, we are a more lonely people than ever before, particularly with millennials. This is their number one fear. They fear this more than anything else, being lonely. 
I think part of the reason for that is because you can still be part of a crowd and yet still feel lonely. Joshua here is surrounded by two million Israelites, and yet I bet he felt like the most lonely person on the planet. But then God comes to him and promises his presence. Listen to this, it's amazing. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. I love what God does here. So if he gets hold of Joshua and says, look, listen to me, listen to me. I'm not going to leave you high and dry. Moses might have died, but I haven't gone anywhere. I'm always going to be with you. I love the, the personal nature of this as well. This is a promise from God, not just to the, the people of Israel as a nation or to the people generally speaking. This is a personal promise to Joshua. Look at the singular word there, you. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. I want you just to get hold of this for a moment. The God of the universe creator God promises to be with us personally. Not many of you uh, may know this, but I uh, have a congenital kind of heart um, defect. And uh, it led to me having major heart surgery at the age of 15. Naturally, this was uh, quite a traumatic time for me and uh, my family. But I distinctly remember uh, the night before I was due to go and have the surgery. Uh, you have to stay over in hospital. And although my, my friends and family had been amazingly supportive, uh, there was a moment where I had to say goodbye to them, go into the hospital room and close the door. And I remember doing this, and suddenly it dawned on me. This was something that I alone would have to go through. I couldn't take somebody with me into the surgery, no matter how much I wanted to. This was something I was alone to go through. And this fear of loneliness suddenly struck. But what I remember so clearly, uh, and it was so amazing in that moment, was that for me, God became real. Although I knew that there were battles ahead, although I knew that physically I would have to go through this on my own, although in that moment it may have seemed like everything and everyone in the world had been stripped away, it was almost like I had my own Joshua moment here. I overwhelmingly sensed the presence of God, God speaking over me, you're not on your own. I'm with you, I'm for you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Maybe you're here today and this is a fear that you're currently experiencing. I want to encourage you. Allow courage to arise right now from the promise of God's presence to be with you personally. You might be here and you could empathize with Joshua's situation here and you just feel like you're on your own. Maybe you're here and you, you feel like you're going through a challenge or there's an upcoming challenge and it just feels like you're having to go through this on your own. Maybe you're here and you, you might be someone who's got lots of friends and acquaintances and yet you just feel like you're living life on your own. Or you might feel like you've, you've let God down. God's deserted you because you've, you've let him down in some way. But let me encourage you, no matter where you are today, God is real God is with you. God is for you. And I want you to, to, this promise almost, like to wash over you right now. God's speaking over you. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. Forsake basically means he's not going to give up on you. You might have even given up on God. He's not given up on you. Allow courage to arise right now from the promise of God's presence personally. Joshua receives this promise. 
He's not alone. But I think he might have been going through something else as well. And that is the fear of failure. You know, here's Joshua, expected to lead these people, to oversee a, a miraculous military conquest. He must be thinking, gosh, what, what if this doesn't work out? What do the Israelites think of me? What if it's embarrassing? Am I going to fill Moses' shoes? Those are big shoes to fill. Is this all going to work out? You know, the fear of failure can rob us of our destiny because it roots us to the spot. It can rob us of our destiny because it roots us to the spot. I, you know, you might be thinking <clears throat> right now that because I'm standing here today, uh, I, I've, I'm naturally quite a confident and courageous individual. But actually, the opposite was true when I was growing up. I remember at school, I wasn't um, a loud, one of those loud children. I was very shy, in fact. I was afraid to, to, to speak up and even afraid to answer questions. I remember not daring put my hand up, even though I knew the answer, because I didn't really want to speak out loud. I remember trying to hide from my English teacher, just so I wasn't picked on to, to read in front of other children. It was all, it was all rooted, really, in a, in a fear of failure, a fear of embarrassment, a fear of what other people would think about me. Maybe some of you can empathize with that today. And it led me to, to living life sometimes, putting a mask on, you know, thinking like I'm going to try and hold it all together. Living life in bubble wrap, you know, afraid from any kind of obstacle or challenge. Maybe playing it safe, not taking any risks, hiding a bit more and, and running away and not, uh, not confronting or facing up to things. And so really for me, it was rooted in this fear of failure. Maybe that's something that you feel like you're going through today. I think Joshua must have been tempted by this. He must have been tempted to just stay put. You know, on paper, it doesn't look like we can take the promised land. Let's just wait until circumstances change. Let's just stay here for a bit. We're used to wandering in the desert. We've been here for decades. You know, we've grown accustomed to it. Let's just stay here and wait for circumstances to change. But then God comes. God comes and speaks promise over him personally and the Israelites. Listen to what God says here. Get ready, get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I'm about to give to them, to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. Be strong, be courageous, there it is again, because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. This is the courage that comes from God's promise. And let me tell you, it will knock down the fear of failure. God comes and reminds Joshua of the promise. Notice, he doesn't say, oh, you know, I might give you the land, you, you may inherit it. No, no, I will give you this land. You will inherit it. Joshua, you will lead these people. There's something definitive about this, isn't there? And I remember having, a, again, a kind of Joshua moment um, in my early years where I, I kind of got hold of this and realized God speaking to me, saying, look, Josh, you can't be courageous on the sidelines. You realize that you and I, we're called to be courageous for something. There are God-given purposes and promises over your life. And I remember getting a hold of this and, and stepping out in school. I remember I'd do it like, a, as Joyce Mayer would say, doing it afraid. Sometimes you just have to do it afraid. I remember doing public speaking with my, my knees were knocking and my, my mouth was dry. I remember answering questions in class, even though I got half of them wrong. I remember being more vocal and more assertive. Why? Because I realized that my destiny was on the other side of what I feared most. And it's the same for you. What is lying on the other side of the Jordan River of your life? 
God comes to Joshua here and he reminds him of the promise. He says, look, my presence and my promise of purpose aren't going to be found and fulfilled staying in the desert. They're on the other side of the Jordan River. Staying put isn't an option. So right now, why don't we allow the, the, the promise of God over our lives to give us courage, to be strong and courageous? You might say, well, what promises does God have over our lives? Well, look at the name Joshua. I love the name Joshua. I love being named Joshua because it means the Lord saves. Joshua's name pointed towards the one in whom the promises of God are yes and amen, through whom the presence of God, we can experience the reality of his presence here today. His name pointed towards the Lord Jesus Christ. We're in a better position now than Joshua's in because in Jesus, all the promises of God are yes and amen. So you're here today and you might be feeling fearful about a certain situation or circumstance. Well, why don't you right now receive the promise of God over that area? Maybe it's an area of provision. Why don't you be reminded of the fact that God can meet all of your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. Maybe it's a promise of purpose you need over your life. Be reminded that God is able to do immeasurably more than we could ask, think, or imagine according to his power at work within you. He's got good works prepared in advance for you to do. Maybe it's a promise of of God's presence in your life. Why don't you know that Jesus said, I will be with you until the very end of the age. Maybe it's a promise of healing you need. You're afraid of this illness and sickness you're going through. Why don't you be reminded of the fact that God is Jehovah Rapha, the Lord who heals. Maybe it's a promise you need over the future of your life. You're worried about the future. Know that in Christ, we have defeated death itself. The future is secure in him. We have a hope and a future now and forevermore. Right now, receive the promises of God over your life. Allow courage to come. Don't let this fear of failure hold you back, keep you rooted to the spot. Step out. Allow courage to come from God's promise over your life. So we can receive courage from God's promise. But then there's something that we can do really practically as well, that we see specifically in this passage, God say to Joshua. And this is where courage comes from as well. The second point being, courage comes from meditating on God's word. Meditating on God's word. This is where it gets practical. God reveals a a practical formula for, for Joshua to receive courage, to live in the promises of God here. You see, we have promises over our lives like Joshua, but there are things that we need to do in order to lay hold of them. You know, for for Joshua, God comes to him and says, look, I'm giving you this land. This land is mine. I own everything. He's sovereign God over the universe. I'm giving this land to you. You now own it, but you need to go and take possession of it. And it's the same for us. We need to go and take possession of the promises that God has over our lives. So you might say, well, how then can we do this? Well, listen to what God says to Joshua here. He says, be strong and very courageous. There it is again. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. 
standing along with uh, two million Israelites on the edge of the promised land. Joshua, the leader, they're ready for battle. He receives uh, instructions from God. Now, are these instructions for the military? No, they're instructions for meditating. You see, for Joshua, courage wasn't going to come by mustering up some kind of self-belief and being really daring in battle. It was about living a life shaped by God's instruction. And it's the same for us today in the 21st century. Courage isn't about chest beating, about trying to find some kind of self-promotion, self-confidence. It's not based on hype. It's not based on our emotions. It's found in obedience. It's found in obedience. And I'm really encouraged by this, actually, because it's not about trying to search within and find some kind of self-confidence. If I tried to do that, I wouldn't find much. I don't know about you. It's about having a greater God-confidence, having a greater confidence and trust in Him. Let me ask you, how many of you want to experience a greater peace as you go about your daily lives, a greater comfort, more wisdom and guidance, and as a result, more courage to step out? Well, this is the key. The key to courage, to receiving courage, is found in meditating on God's word. Now, you might say, meditating, that sounds, that sounds a bit odd. Like, what is that all about? Well, meditating, really, as we know, many of us here uh, do our devotionals. We read the Bible. If you haven't started yet reading the Bible, then I really encourage you to do so. There are great apps and resources out there, really easy to do it. As we read the word, it's not just about reading it maybe in the mornings. I don't know about you, but I read the word in the mornings uh, and then stopping there. It's actually about chewing over the Word of God as you go about your daily lives. To, to, to meditate basically means to mutter. It means to kind of reflect on it, ponder on it. So as you're reading the Word in the morning, or whenever you do, why don't you just ask God, God, just speak to me through this passage. Maybe a verse might, might drop out, drop into your lap, and you're like, yeah, that's the verse that I need for today. Write it down, and then just keep it in your pocket. As you go about your daily life, just get it out every now and then. Set reminders on your phone. Speak it out. Speak it out. Chew it over. Just as you know, physical food becomes part of your physical body, it's just in the same way as we're chewing over God's Word, it becomes part of who we are, changes the way we think, changes the way we act. Now, you might say, why do you do that? Well, as we do so, we're then living in the promises of God. And as a result, it gives us the courage to step out, go God's way, and as a result, we're taking down fear. When we go God's way, we take fear down. That's why God is so specific here. That's why he gives them these instructions that enable us to stay focused, not wander. I don't know about you, but there are times in my life where I felt fearful, it's usually because I've wandered from where God is leading me. When we go God's way, we always end up being strong, being courageous, allowing his word to, to, to meditate in, in our lives, to change the way we think, and in turn to change the way we act. If you think of fear as like a, a noise, you know, an external noise that can come, maybe through situations or experiences or circumstances, and it, it, as a noise physically is turned up you know, in the volume, um, it can distract you, can't it? And if it's a negative sound, it can discourage you as well. 
The great news about this is God is saying, look, if you meditate, chew over the word, go over it throughout the day, just get it out and read it, speak it out over your situation. Maybe it's before a meeting that you've got to go into. Maybe it's before a difficult conversation. Or you're just wanting to receive more of God's peace and courage in your life. As we go about doing it, we're creating a background noise, a constant background noise in our own lives, a noise not of fear, but of faith. And as we go about our daily lives, and as we encounter challenge and different situations, whatever life throws at us, we can then just turn up the volume. That noise of fear may be loud, but when we turn up the noise of faith, it it quells that noise of fear. We step out in courage and we see God take down fear in our lives. I remember in my own life, yeah, come on, let's give God praise for his word. Thank you, Lord. I remember in my own life, you know, and getting a hold of this and um, going about my daily life, uh, having a a good day. Many of you can maybe relate to a story like this. And suddenly being reminded of something that I'd done in my past where I felt like I'd let God down. It was years ago, but then it was clear as day in my mind. And it's that fear that can come and sometimes discourage you, make you not feel worthy, make you feel shameful. But what I did in that moment was I got a hold of one of my go-to verses, 2 Corinthians 5 verse 17. It says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, they are a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. I actually spoke it out in that moment. You know what happened? Fear went straight away. That is as practical and as simple as that. Getting the, God's word in us. It's like tools, if you like, we're going to use. As fear comes up, we can take fear down with the word of God as we're going about our daily lives. We can win those battles over fear. You know, Joshua, he led the Israelites. It's a great story of being prosperous and successful. That's what God is saying here. You want to prosper, you want to be successful? Well, then do this, go my way. Joshua did so. He meditated day and night on God's word. And as a result... They won battle after battle after battle. They took territory. They took ground. They took the promised land. Let me ask you today, do you want to win battle after battle after battle against fear? I know I do in 2018. So why don't we get a hold of this? Get God's word in us. As we go about, we're saying, yes, God, I'm speaking truth. I'm speaking your promises. I'm speaking faith over my life, over my situation. And as a result, we're living lives of strength and of courage in Jesus' name. So we receive courage, don't we, from God's promises. We know now what to do. We receive courage from meditating on God's word. It's practical, great instruction God gives us. I'd like to close today's message and in turn this short series by looking at this final exhortation that God gives to Joshua. In this short courage impartation to Joshua, God ends with this amazing command. It's almost as if God comes to Joshua and says, look, you've got my promise. I'm with you. I'm for you. I'm never going to leave you. I'm going to promise purpose over you as well. I've got plans for you to accomplish. You've got my instruction now as well. Now, Go on and go for it. Listen to what he says. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. There it is again for the third time. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. I absolutely love this. Have I not commanded you? Is what God is saying. Have I not commanded you? This isn't a suggestion. It's a command to be strong and courageous. And to not be afraid and not be discouraged in any way. It's almost like God said to Joshua, look, I'm not just giving you this as an order. I'm giving you this as a commission to take down fear. 
2018, how many of you in, in, in our lives today want to make this our personal mission to take down fear? Well, we need to, like Joshua, act. We need to step out. We need to go for it. It, it required him saying, come on, you Israelites, let's go and let's take territory. Let's step out in faith. Let's be strong and courageous. Let's not be afraid and not be discouraged at all. Pastor um, Dan Blythe, who's a pastor at Hillsong London, he says this, when fear comes, we have a choice. F-E-A-R, fear everything and run, or F-E-A-R, face everything and rise. How many of you want to live 2018 facing everything and rising? I know I do. But maybe for you today, God is speaking to you and saying, look, stop looking at the land. Stop Stop looking at the blueprints. Stop talking about what you're going to do. Stop worrying about the past. Get up, get over there, and go for it. You know, fear can be subtle sometimes. It's not always loud. It's not always stopping us dead in our tracks. It can actually be something that's subtle, that can delay us from fulfilling what God is calling us to do. Delayed the Israelites, as we heard last week. Because of fear, they allowed fear to come in. Delayed them for 40 years of inheriting the land. Don't let fear delay you. Maybe for some of you today, God is speaking to you right now. Say, have I not commanded you? Come on, get up, arise. I've got an assignment for you over this year. It's not always about the big kind of long-term decisions in life. What about this next season, the next steps for you? Maybe it's to step out and, and get onto one of the courses here at Kingsgate, to, to be a committed member, to invite someone to Alpha. Maybe it's to step out and start serving and meeting other people's needs. Maybe it's you know, to do with Vision Sunday. Next week is our Vision Sunday. How are you? Let me ask you, how are you inviting God to come in, to, to, to play your part, to see God's love transform our communities and our cities and in turn our nation? Come on, let's, let's lift up our gaze here. Let's stick our chests out. Let's say, yes, 2018, I'm not going to tolerate fear anymore. No matter where you are, maybe it's the first step on the journey of faith. Maybe you've been a Christian for many years, young or mature. Let's make this the year. We're going to receive courage from God's promise. We're going to act on what he's asking us to do. We're going to go his way. And as a result, we're going to take down fear. We're going to be strong. We're going to be courageous. We're not going to be afraid. We're not going to be dismayed or discouraged in the any way at all. We're going to keep on going. We're going to win those battles against fear in the name of Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. Let's pray together, shall we? Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. Thank you, Lord, for this exhortation to be strong and courageous that you spoke to Joshua. We thank you, Lord, that it's the same for us today. Be strong and courageous. Lord, we we thank you for your promise to be with us. You're always with us. You'll never leave us nor forsake us. Thank you, Lord, for your promise of purpose and destiny over us as well. Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you that through your Holy Spirit, we can live out what you're asking us to do. You come alongside us and help us. You enable us not to be distracted or delayed. But as we step out in faith, I pray for every single person here today, no matter what we're facing, no matter what fears or challenges may come, that this would be the year we step out in faith with strength and with courage. We take fear down in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Amen.